Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you, Dan Plucker, executive producer, like always, here on a picket save football Friday. Even though it's a football Friday, I can sneak some Bucks talk in here. Eric Name of The Athletic uh, will join us coming up in one half hour. We'll catch up on some Bucks talk with him, some NBA talk uh, as well with Eric in about one half hour. Like usual, I, I try to try, not all the time, but sometimes, try to keep this show a little bit lighter maybe than some of the stuff we do uh, on the big show where, uh, you know, we get a little angry from time to time, or at least me, uh, trying to yell a little bit from time to time. What are you laughing at over there, Leroy? Leroy? Man, I asked you to just hang out for a little while. I didn't tell you to laugh at me while you are hanging out on the show, man. Anyways, so Leroy's still here, uh, and we're going to do a little bit lighter of a topic today. And the reason it came up was, and I think Dan Plucker can help me out in this because I can't remember the person's name, uh, but earlier this morning on Bart Winkler's show, Bart Winkler was talking about some celebrity cereal that's in grocery stores, and he doesn't even know who she is or who the person is uh, in grocery stores right now. And he was talking to Nick Costos from You Better You Bet about this celebrity cereal that he didn't know who she was. And I can't remember her name. I've never heard of her in my life. So when I came in here, mm-hmm. I, I, I hopped on the air with Bart Leroy, and I was like, man, I said, do you have any like celebrity cereal like that? Uh, so the question is, what's the most unique sports collectible 
that you still have and have hung on to over the course of your life that you still have. That other people may look at me like, what are you doing keeping that? Like, what is the point? That's oh. not worth anything. What is? Why are you still? Why are you still holding on to that? Right. So I'm not. I'm not asking for. Oh, I got this signed baseball. Oh, I got this signed bet. No, 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 no. I want something different, something unique. Like, for instance, a Gilbert Brown. I've been at autograph signings where people have brought shovels for him to sign. So I've seen that type of stuff. So what's the most unique sports collectible that you own that you have? I want to see how crazy some of us sports fans really are here. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Uh, and I asked Bart, you know, have you ever had a, a box of cereal? And he said he does. Mm. It was your team's Super Bowl winning Wheaties box mm-hmm. cereal. But there's only one issue. You're not on it, Leroy. There's Brett Favre, Reggie White. Okay, I, fine. Okay, I guess. Yeah, sure. Desmond Howard, MVP of Super Bowl. Mm. Edgar Bennett. Mm, no. And, and Chimura. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I get Desmond. I get Brett. Mm-hmm. I get Reggie. Mm-hmm. Fine. The other two... I get Chimura maybe a little bit more than Edgar, but to be honest with you, neither one really belonged on the Wheaties box. I want to know where were you, what happened? Were you getting a haircut? How were you no, not on? What happened? They dropped the ball on this one. Wheaties did. Yes, they did. So I they never even it, asked you? General Mills? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I think, and that's, that's in Illinois, ain't it? I think. Oh, I don't know. So they never asked you. You never even got the invite. It wasn't like guys, you turned it down. They don't and said, make no. money off it. They just pick people. And and they I don't remember, pay people to be on those Wheaties boxes. Absolutely not. You must be kidding. You guys didn't get a dime. Then why would you agree to it? Well, just for just just to say your name's out. You're on the Wheaties, Wheaties box. box. It was always a big thing, right? All the way back to um, Caitlyn Jenner before she was on there, right? So it was a big deal, you know, be on there. I think Russell Wilson's on there. Oh yeah, there's been everybody's yeah, been on there. People. But yeah, that was a lot of talk. Like, what? How can you not put a guy all decade on? I don't. Whatever. But I don't know. We talked about it. Can I ask Lee Rumble? I'm like, what? He said, I can't explain that one. I don't. I don't. Did Edgar laugh that he was on it and you weren't? Because no, I, I think if was, I was Edgar, I might have been poking at he, you. Like, dude, I'm on the Weeds box and you aren't. He the was very disappointed. He, it's almost like, what's going on? At least the Super Bowl captains, worst case. Right. That would have covered it, but But I don't no. Know. Okay, so, so that was the one that Bard had, right? Yes, yes. I have Peyton yes. Manning O's. Okay. The Peyton Manning cereal okay. that he used to have. How Full box. Taste? Never opened yeah, it. Okay. Never okay. opened it. Still yeah. have the box. Yeah. It's in a box yeah. outside of my garage. Two? But I still have it. I didn't even have to buy it. I oh. had somebody that lived in Indy and oh, they nice. bought it for me and Very sent nice. it up. In fact, Stan Atkinson, who used to be a program director here yeah, uh, yeah. in Milwaukee, yeah. I believe it was his dad who was a security guard back in the day for the Colts. Yeah. I think he's the one that bought the, the box of cereal, gave it to Stan, and then Stan gave it to me because oh, he knew nice. I was a Colts fan, which was yeah. amazing. That's cool. So it was very cool. So yeah. I still have that to this day. It, yeah. I, I love it. That's one yeah. of my favorite ones. Uh, so yeah. for you, what well, was the weirdest thing that you've signed or have seen as Packer-related? Well, for me, a couple things. Oh. I have my own uh, candy bar. A candy cool. bar? Yes, I had my own Ooh, candy I would bar. like that. That was awesome. What, then, what flavor was it? It was like a... It was it chocolate, chocolate crunch or what was it? It's like that. Like a, like a crispy thing. In yeah. There. And they made one like really big, like three feet long and maybe two inches thick. 
Maybe Who was it? Was it like a local candy company? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it was Morley's, I think. Okay. Yeah. It was That's it was cool. To have your own candy bar? Yeah. I've seen them every now and then. I go places, people have them and right. I sign it. But there were now a couple of things. The one that's kind of like people don't understand was like if you went to my house in Florida, I got a few framed jerseys. You would think they're my teammates, but it's not. It's one of the ones. It's Herman Moore. Yeah, you loved Herman Moore. Wait a minute, why would you have? I said Herman Moore is one of my best friends. Right. I thought he was, him and Sterling really got a hundred catches when it was a big deal. But Steve, this takes the cake. At an autograph signing, okay, me, Brad, Frankie, all all of us, okay. This young lady comes in, and she signs up for a premium. That could be premium. Could be. Some guy wants you to go outside with security and sign his truck. Sure. Which happens. It could be a guy bringing those uh, bags, boards. Oh, like that, the, the yeah. beanbag game. Yeah, stuff like that. Right. Or it could be a guy, uh, for a guy to take the side of his wall down, standing like in line one with of like these unique, One of these yes. unique collectible signing things. Exactly. Like somebody right. had a chandelier. Not just a normal yeah. standard picture or something right. like that. And that's it's expensive. Yeah. Because you're taking the guy away from the line to go do it or whatever. Right. Okay, fine. So she doesn't have – I don't see anything, Steve. I'm like, well, she's not up for premium. But I don't see – I mean, like, normally you would hold it. Carry something. But she got a ticket. So she goes up, and I'm at the first of the line, okay? Because they, they put me up there first because I talk too much, and I'm holding the line up. Most guys sign don't even look up. But I like to say hi. How's sure, it yeah. She explains to me that what she wants signed is very important. I said, okay. Where is it? You got a big heart. You can understand that. Sometimes, dead serious, a guy came up, had his parents' ashes in a thing. Yep. And I said, I don't know if I can do that. Sure you can. No, I can't do that. I mean, oh, it's a big Paid all that money? Why didn't you sign it? I said, it would have been nice if you wouldn't have the ashes in it. And I could have signed it. it well, he didn't there. dump the ashes out and then ask you yeah, to man, sign I, it. They I, were still in there, weren't they? Somewhere you got to draw a line. And I'm getting to oh, this next Lord. one. Okay. So she started to look like she was scratching her back. Like, I said, what's wrong with scratching her back? She reached in her shirt, Steve, and took out a bra that she had on. Yeah. Pulls it out out her sleeve. That's, I didn't know girls could do that. Fine. So you signed the bra. Can't do it, cuz. Why not? Ain't doing it. See, I didn't think you were going to do that. Nah. I thought she was going to lift her top up and want you to sign that. No. I no, didn't no, think no, it was no, going to no. be the bra. No, hey, man, she pulled a bra. I didn't know girls could do that back this Oh, language. yeah. And I got six daughters. I, I didn't man. know you could do that. Steve, please. I said, guys, I looked down the road. Nobody's going to sign this, right? Everybody, I'll sign it. They all sign it. I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, I got to draw a line. Hey, Plucker, how valuable do you think My it would wife be? would not approve of that, man. Yeah, Plucker, how valuable do you think it would be on eBay right now if a girl had a signed <laughs> bra from <laughs> Leroy Butler? How much do you think they could get for that right now? Nasty. On Nothing. Be honest. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> It'd be the only wife, one like I'll it. Call Alex It'd be you. the only one like it, Leroy. <sighs> she would not want him to I sign. would not bid. I'll tell you that. I'm, no. I bet you money, somebody, I bet you money, it would no go. No wife would want you to sign. I didn't say ladies. wife, dude. Okay, I'm talking about, about all these cold and lonely lonely dudes that would probably buy it. No. She, Online. She wanted to keep it. She had a whole story For the time being, yeah. And her friends put her up to it. So you never signed body parts? 
Or did no, you sign I'll body do, parts? No, no, I'll do Because that's a big thing, too, with girls, having you yeah. sign body parts. Won't do that. That's another no, one. Because if it gets affected, I remember, uh, I won't say the player, signed a young lady's... Chest area? Yes. Yes. And it... The butt? Yes. Yeah. It got... In, one of the areas got infected. Uh-oh. Tried to sue the Packers. I believe it. So they say, no more no that. No more that. We can't sign money and body parts. Don't do it. Now, some guys still do it. Why can't you sign money? Hey, this... Just can't do it. Because I think it's an issue about, you know, crime or whatever. But okay. Now, Ricky Bobby did sign a baby's forehead. That's enough. That's my guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the most unique sports collectible that you have? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can say Just saw a gigantic signed Leap Vodka bottle at Pick and Save in Oak Creek when I was there yeah. the other day. I'm waiting for David now. He wanted to get Let's go to Adam and Franklin. You're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Adam? What's hey, your Adam, most uh, unique sports collectible? How's it going, guys? Good. Hey, buddy. Um, Mine is I have that chunky chicken noodle soup with Reggie White on okay, it. Okay, I like oh, that. Oh, that's like a really that. good one. Yep. Did you ever get Reggie to sign it, or is it just without the signature? No, no, it's just a. I never even opened it. It's still just good. Very yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. You ruin it if you open something like that and it's empty. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, to me, it doesn't mean as much. Oh yeah, it right. Means a lot. I, that's you why that. It. I got. I got two bottles of Levaga. I got one unopened and one that I drink. Two different things. Like one, I'm never opening. Drink it all and fill it with water. No, because when you die, I'm going to sell it for a lot of money. I'm never going to die because Jesus always (laughs) makes Adam, thanks for the call. No, man. I I got a Gilbert Brown uh, burger poster for the Gilbert Brown uh, burger. I remember that thing. That thing was gigantic. Yes. Yes, I have one Gigantic, yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Let's go to Chad in Racine. What's your crazy, unique sports collectible? What's up, boys? What's up? I got I got the uh I got the TV guide. Fred Barf. Nice. Oh, the old TV guy back Very in the day. Nice. That's a good one. 1990, 93 or 94? Yes. I got it uh broke that out uh, out of my parents' house. It still had a it was still in the Ziploc bag. Nice. I like That's that. That's a really yeah. good one. I, I like that one. Tyson Young, I thought hey, you know, this is going to be worth something, huh? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brett Favre TV guide. All right, I'm going to see how much that's worth. I All bet right. you it's on eBay. One, right. I've got to be on eBay. I'm sure he signed some of them. I mean, you remember, I'm, you know, some millennials listen to us. They have TV guides. We just go online. Uh, uh, 12, 10, 12 bucks. Yeah. Signed? Not signed. Not signed yet. No. It's still worth 10, keeping another 40 years. Yeah, on eBay, all used 10, 12, one at seventeen forty four. Mm. So I mean, there's some mint some, condition. Yeah, I, I I'd have to really go in and look at this, but yeah. So Brett Favre TV guide uh, looks like, and it says rare NFL nineteen ninety seven Green Bay Packers Brett Favre TV guide. Yeah, I wouldn't sign like the uh, we had a, a player sign a body part, and the guy went and did a tattoo of it. You shouldn't be doing that. Here's one that's it says Super Pack. It's Holmgren and Favre. Nice signed. Twelve bucks yeah. by both of them. Farf and Holmgren both signed it for twelve bucks. I think it's a. It's cook- worn though. Me and Gilbert Brown did a cookbook together for the Packer Women Association. Yeah, I see a lot of those. This is way. This is the early nineties. That we got on like chef hats. See, that's got to be wild yes, for you all. Yes, yes. That are, you're cool. signing stuff and it brings yeah. back memories of yes. different things you did. You're yes. like, man, I forgot I even did that. I know, I know. It and I like great. it even more when I find something or see something. And you're like. I don't remember ever doing that. How, where did you find that at? That's not a thing. Yard sales. I told you about yes. your white jersey. Or antique sale. Or yes. these antique stores have a bunch of old Packer stuff Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. ton of them. 
no doubt. All right, what's the most unique collectible uh, that you have? Let's go to Andy in Waterford. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Andy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, buddy. I have a Brett, uh, Bart Starr and Ray Nitschke signed cheese head hanging up in my Nice. Face. Now, okay, I got to know what. Ooh, that's nice. Which one had the, the best reaction to having to sign a cheese head between those two? Uh, it would be uh, Bart, uh, Bart Starr. It was at a Packer game. Uh, one of those Shriner games with all the old Packers. Oh come yeah, back. yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I always sit in the right by the tunnel. So they all ran out of the tunnel, and after they did their thing on the field, I ran out and I just held my cheese. I must have been like ten years old, and I just held my cheese head up. And Bart Starr grabbed these. Like I've never signed one of these. I got to sign this, and That's he signed nice. it. Big Bart Starr right on the side. H O F. And put H O F on it. No, he did not. No, he did not. But Ooh. it is clear as day. Nice. Um, the nicest signature I've ever had. All those other ones you can't read, but his is just clear as day. Uh, Ray, Ray Nitschke was cool. He wasn't as nice as Bart Starr, but he grabbed it, signed it, tossed it back. I know. I, you may have good. the only one there, buddy. Two, yeah. I just I, like it, I just Googled it, and I don't see one. Should we do an auction for it? I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, you might have the only one. That thing. And I'm telling you what, Bart Starr stuff is going for a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. Bart Starr autograph. I'm never going to sell this, man. There you I, I, go. I'm just, my, that's my baby. If the house is on fire, it's the it's the dog, the kids, and the bar. <laughs> the cheese head. <laughs> yeah. Andy, the take care, buddy. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. And I'm not joking, man. There are some bars. I mean, bar star stuff is going from minimum of like two fifty. Bar star platinum. Cause. 1968 Green Bay Packers team autograph football. How much do you think? Oh, that's a big one. Three thousand seven forty three. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. seeing for a 68 team signed uh, football. That's the second Super Bowl, man. All right, most unique sports collectible that you yeah. own. What is it? I want to hear about it. We were talking about my Peyton Manningos that I've got. Bart Winkler has got the the Packers Wheaties box Wheaties that they box. screwed Leroy yeah. out of being the cover on after they won All the right. Super Bowl. What is it for you? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. The weekend is here, and you know what that means. There's nothing like this game. It's a special game. Football. Gives you so many lifelong memories and friendships, and I'm so thankful to still be playing and still be playing at a high level in year 17. And It's a pick-and-save football Friday on 1250 AM, The Fan. Brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan Live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Still to come on the show, Eric Name of The Athletic, talking Bucks basketball, comes up in the next segment of the show, but still got time to get your calls and tweets in as well. Most unique sports collectible that you own. Uh, Bart Winkler this morning said he has a, a Packers Super Bowl Wheaties box uh, that he still has. He ate the Wheaties, but he still has the box. I have a full box unopened of Peyton Manning O's from back in the day when he was with uh, the Colts. So Roy had stories of different things that uh, he's had to sign and things he refused to sign, like somebody's uh, thing full of ashes, some girl's bra, like just not doing it, but things that he's asked. The Robert tweets at 12.50 a.m. The fan says, I have a sealed jar of Gilbert Brown peanut butter. I didn't know Gilbert Brown had his own peanut butter. How did I not know this? I thought I knew everything Gilbert Brown had done. Apparently, I'm missing the boat. Tom says, 1993 McDonald's Collector's Cup with Barkley following his MVP season at NBA Finals. That's cool. What happened to the cup, Tom? Did you eat it? Like, there's like chunks of this cup missing this Charles Barkley cup. 
How about this one for Brewman? Hey, Sparky Radio, I have a toilet plunger autographed by Ned Yost. A toilet plunger. Seems fitting. Let's go to Justin in the Falls. You're next on 1250 AM The Fan. What's up, Justin? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. What's the most unique sports collectible that you got? Well, mine's kind of a mine's kind of a cool story. So, I don't know how old I was or when this was. I was obviously a kid, probably around the age of ten, and I'm 39 right now. Uh, back when Northridge Mall was still around, yep. My dad took me to a Ray Nitschke autograph signing in Northridge. Um, I remember I got I still got the photo. It's actually hanging up downstairs in my basement right now in a frame. It's an eight by ten black and white signed Ray Nitschke. Uh, uh, picture, and then after I got that picture, about a week later, my mom takes my sister and I to the Dairy Queen on Brown Deer Road, which is no longer th- there. And lo and behold, guess who's eating a blizzard with his family? Yeah, really. Yeah. So my mom, I said, "Hey, mom, that's the Packer who signed my uh, my my, uh, my picture." And so I went up to him, said hi. He remembered me. He bought me a blizzard. Get out of here. Swear to God. Really? Yeah. See, that stuff is cool, man. I I I love that type of stuff when you hear you know guys doing that. Nishki is just a great dude. In fact, my aunt, uh, who uh, is a huge Bears fan years ago, uh, was at a bar in Kenosha, and Nishki happened to be at the same bar in Kenosha. Uh, and ended up taking a picture with my aunt uh, and the whole deal. And I, I think it, she ended up getting me an autographed picture. I'm not sure if he had him in his car, what all that happened there. But ran into him in a bar in Kenosha. Super nice dude. Everybody in the bar was hanging out and taking pictures with him, the whole deal. Always hear great stories about Nitschke. Justin, thanks for the call. That's a that's a great story. Ended up getting a blizzard out of the deal. How about those apples? Uh, let's go to Mike in Franklin. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on the Fan. Most unique sports collectible, Mike. Which one is it for you? Hey, Sparky. Thanks for taking my call. This sure. is unbelievable. Um, my son was about three years old, born in uh, 80, 89. <clears throat> there was a, a, a Packer Brat Fest at the Summerfest grounds, and it was 25 bucks. all the beer you can drink, all the brats you can eat. I'm like, and there's going to be Packer players to sign signatures. Cool. I'm like, all right, this, this is cool, right? Go down there, get an official football, a Sharpie, walk through the gates, and my, my mouth is dropped. I'm like, Holy shit. This is, oh, excuse me. Hey. Like, okay, go I'm, ahead. I'm like, I'm like, holy cow. There's all these Packer players, and there's like 20 people there. It's Bart Starr, Carol Dale, Elijah Pitts, wow. Willie Wood. Willie Wood. Uh, uh, um, <coughs> Hornig? Kramer? Uh, who? Hornig uh, or Kramer? Kramer was there. Yeah. Kramer's there. All these Packer players. I'm just sitting around the bar having a beer. And I'm like, I'm like, holy cow, what is this? So I have a beer, a brat, and my wife is there, a little kid. I go to Barstow, I go, hey, we got to do this. He goes, what's that? I go, I'm going to hike you the ball. I'm going to have Carol Dale do a 15 and out, and Willie Wood's going to cover you. They're like, all right, let's do it. Nothing's going on here. So they run the play, right? Elijah Pitts, because his son was on the team, and he was there too. Ron Pitts? Elijah, is, uh, Elijah yeah, Ron Pitts yeah. is there too, because he was on the team. Elijah Pitts jumps in front of Willie Woods. Catches the ball and runs it back to me. He goes, he'd drop it. <laughs> <laughs> that was unbelievable. That is, and it was, that is Leroy awesome. Co- Leroy Coffey was there. David Robinson was there. Wow. And was, they I'm weren't like, just mobbed by people. They were just chilling. There was nobody there. 
it was a small little article in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about this about this thing going on. Wow. There was like twenty people, twenty people there. That is crazy. Um, unbelievable. So now my got to decide which one of my children gets the ball when I pass. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, are they yeah. are are they Packer fans? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay, well that makes it easier. I was gonna say if you have yeah, people, I mean, if you have safe kids that aren't rooting for the Packers anyhow, that makes it a lot easier to figure out who to give it to. Yeah, and we added a couple. We got Forrest Gregg on there. Then we had uh, number five is on there. Yeah, Paul. Um, so quite quite a few players, man. Pretty. That's, that's a great memory. That is yeah, a really great was. memory. Take, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, Mike. See that, that, that again? Who? Nobody else has that. Nobody else can take that moment necessarily away from them. David in Waukesha, most unique uh, sports collectible for you, David. Well, probably not as unique as some of the other items, but more about how I got it. Sure. And Leroy could probably attest to this. This is uh, from the 96th season. I've got a, a cheese head that's got about, I, in storage at my mom's house, but I'd say it's probably about 12 to 15 autographs from that Packers team. I know that, uh, I know for sure that Doug Evans and, uh, uh, the other defensive back, Newsom. Craig Newsom. Uh, Craig Newsom signed it. Um, I believe Craig Hentrich. Uh, but that was back in the day uh, at the old, at the uh, before they renovated Lambeau Field. When the players came out of the stadium uh, after the game to go to their car, they would set up these little wooden barricades, and people were very respectful of it. They just stood by those barricades and watched the players come out. I remember seeing uh, Irv, Irv Favre come out, watching Reggie come out with Sarah. I remember seeing Leroy come out a few times. I never got his autograph, but uh, that was always a great time as a kid, being able to watch the players come up that close and be able to get some of their autographs was an incredible memory. You'd also see them get out of their cars and walk in as well. Exactly. Same type of deal. Yeah, now it's set up, and and for for safety purposes, as people have gotten crazier over the years, uh, you can't get that close to the players anymore, and certainly you can't get away with these uh, wooden barricades now. No. No, no, no. They, you absolutely cannot. And that's how us old folk can, can look back at all the times because these young kids will never get to be that up close and personal with any of these players ever again, probably. Dave, thanks for the call. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember that. No doubt. You could totally see that happening. You could see that it was the same thing with the baseball players, too, after games. People would just wait by the, the doors at County Stadium or whatever to try to get autographs, and they're driving out in the whole deal. Uh, let's see. Go to Frank in Hartford. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Most unique sports collectible that you got, Frank? Probably the most unique that I've ever heard of. Years ago, I had a brother went to school at Michigan State. I was up there visiting him, and we were at a place where Alex Karras was. Former Lion played on the TV show Webster. What's that? He played on the TV show Webster. Former Lion got suspended for gambling, him and Hornig. Yes. Yes. He was there, and I got his autograph on a hat that I was wearing. And a number of years later, about 10 10 or 15 years ago, I was at a place where I also got a signature of Paul Hornig and Pete Rose. Oh, my goodness. At the time, and I don't know if it's still that way, but at the time, they were the only three professional athletes that had been suspended. Yes, that's amazing. Wow. Anyway, it's it's hanging in my basement above my workbench. So, Frank, <laughs> hold on a second. I want to go back. So, Karis was the first one on the hat. So, what did Hornig yes. say when he saw he was signing a hat that Karis already signed? Did he understand, obviously, the correlation? He, he laughed. He thought it was hilarious, and he's the one who said, 
Pete Rose is going to be here in about an hour. Oh, uh, And I hung around oh, to wait to get God. Pete Rose's autograph. Pete Rose signed it so quickly, he was the, the coldest, rudest yeah. person I've ever seen. I've heard that a lot. He signed yeah. it so quickly and threw it back at me, I don't think he even realized what else was on the hat. Yeah, I didn't care. No, I've heard that a lot about people that get Pete Rose autographs. Uh, Frank, that's uh, that's cool, man. I guarantee you, you're the only one that has that one. Thanks for the call. How awesome is that? Now, that's a hat I'd pay for. That is amazing. Because, again, you just it doesn't exist. Dave, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Sparky. How you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, I have a couple, but there's a good story to it. And and you'll know who I am as soon as I tell you this story. So the first one is, this is really quick. I was at the safe house downtown Milwaukee, and I walk up, and there's people, I hear people whispering and stuff, and I'm like, no way. And I walk up, not kidding you, and I was coaching the Pacers, Larry Bird standing by the bar. That's awesome. And, and I had nothing for him to sign. And I walked up like the dumbest guy ever, and I go, what are you doing here? And I won't repeat what he said, because we're in town to play the Bucks, you dumb you're right, and, and I go, dude. Can I get a Can I get an autograph? And he's like, he's like, absolutely. What do you got? And I pull out a buck schedule. And he goes, you want me to sign a buck schedule? And I'm like, I just want your signature, man. So I put it in a in a plastic bag, and I still have it. That's um, awesome. So another one is I went to a Goodwill. I had to get some. I don't remember what I had to get, but I was like, I'll check out a Goodwill. And my son, he always scratched his video games, the PlayStation disc. Yep. And, and I'm like, oh, look, there's a couple of those disc holders, right? So I just grab one. It was like two bucks. And I take it home and I open it up. I'm not kidding you. I flip through it and there's some signatures. And I get to one page. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Charles Woodson are all on one sleeve. And you got it at a Goodwill? At a Goodwill Sparky. Holy I, cow. I opened, there's, there's like eight Packers who signed it. And I did get the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Charles Woodson authenticated. Because I was like, this could be worth something. There's just three Hall of Famers on one sleeve. And the guy even looked at me and offered me money for it. And I'm like, not yet. How much? I, he offered me 200 bucks for it. Uh, it's probably worth more than that. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, like, I'm like, if he authenticated it, what he's going to do is offer me 200 and put it in one of his auctions. For like four or five. Probably, right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, and, and the last one I got to tell you is five years at the toy drive. Mr. Leroy, Leroy Butler, and I don't hear his voice anymore, so I'm, I'm guessing he left the studio. Yeah, but he I left. To, he was here for the first segment, yep. Yeah, I wanted to share the story on how he put a jersey on my son, Dawson. Bubba fight. Yeah, I knew who you were there as soon he, as I heard your voice. <laughs> You're the man. Like, you always know. I was like, man, maybe I can surprise him. Nope, not Sparky. Nope. So, so he put the jersey on Dawson. He signed it, and he said, toy drive. Uh, and I forget what year it was. And Dawson wore it that day, and uh, I ripped it off of him the very next day. I said, "You're not wearing this anymore, buddy. It's going away because I'll never forget." Yeah, frame and it. He, frame when it. He pu- brought, when he brought that jersey specifically for Dawson, yep. so that was, I had to share that. With we you. talked a lot about your family during the toy drive during our 24-hour marathon. Quite a I bit. Listened, quite I listened. I listened a lot, buddy, and I got to go on Rami and talk, and he was. Awesome. I heard you. Great. Yep, yeah, I heard you. Awesome. Yep, no so question. I had to share those. Those are great. Those are great signatures I got. Be good. Tell Dawson we say hi. Thanks, buddy. You know I will. Take care. Right, there buddy. he is, Take Dave, uh, hanging out from a bubble fight. His son Dawson, uh, who again pretty much had his life saved uh, at Children's Wisconsin. Tom downtown. You are next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Tom? Hey, Sparky. Thanks. Great topic going on here. So I probably have 
the least interesting person that uh, I met with, but what he brought with was probably the, one of the most exciting, especially for me. Um, back in the uh, the days when the uh, Detroit Red Wings were winning lots of Stanley Cups, Brian Rafalski from the uh, University of Wisconsin has, has a home up in Wapaka on the Chain of Lakes. And we were up there for a guy's weekend, and all of a sudden we hear all kinds of rumbling of uh, somebody pulling up in their uh, pontoon boat and wouldn't you know it? He has Lord Stanley's Cup in there, and what? we were able we were able to purchase beer what? and put it in the Stanley Cup and no. drink, drink out of the Stanley Cup. And here's where the story gets nice and interesting. This was pre uh, cell phone days with photos and sure. pictures, so we found a, a lady there that had one of the uh, Polaroids. The, Polaroid digital throwaway cameras. We said, look, we are huge hockey fans. We play hockey, grew up playing hockey. Is there any way you can take a picture of us with this and we'll buy you some drinks, send us uh, the photos of it. Sure enough, by, uh, by that, after that weekend, four or five days later, in the mail, a card from her, I uh, got a picture of us drinking out of the Stanley Cup, and to this day it's still my screensaver on my, on my uh, computer, and I still have the photo and the card from the, the girl who sent it to us from Opaca. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness gracious. I, I would have lost my mind. I'm not even a hockey fan, but that sounds cool. That sounds really cool. Tom, thanks for the call. That's a, a great story. Uh, let's go to Paul and Grafton. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Before we get to Eric Name of The Athletic, talk some Bucks basketball. What's up, Paul? Well, um, I have a visor signed by Tiger Woods when he walked off the 18th green at Brown Deer which was his last hole as an amateur. He walked in and declared pro. Yep. And and the main part of the story is it probably is not worth anything to anybody, but my son and I, uh, youngest son, won a father-son tournament at Triple I, and I put the visor on him when our picture was taken. Uh-huh. And now that son has a three-year-old son, and I hope he teaches him to play golf. And if they ever win a father-son tournament, he can put the Tiger Wood visor on him and they have their picture taken. It's probably worthless, but to me it's priceless. That's awesome. That's a great story. And a cool tradition to start as well. No question about that. We'll get one more in here. Randy and Jackson, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Randy? Hey, guys. I have um, 1963 home movies of the Packer training camp and the players walking from – uh, Lambeau Field across the street. How far back? In their 1963. Wow. And the they're all in their little white uh, shorts and t-shirts. Yep. Um, fo- or the film also shows them sitting on my father's hood of his car as he drove them across the parking lot. <laughs> and that transitioned to bicycles with little kids. Back in the day, they're just hopping on hoods of cars, guys' cars to get a ride over. Yeah, someday I got to get it converted over to a some type of digital or something right but yeah it's pretty cool because i mean you see all the old players that's great yeah that's awesome that's good stuff randy thanks for the call appreciate it hey coming up next eric name of the athletic don't forget no matter your favorite sport the place to be for great food fun and playing your own favorite indoor games is q club of wisconsin plenty of tvs to watch the games out while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers wraps wings Plus, they're Wednesday and Friday. Today's Friday. Fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. 
The weekend is here, and you know what that means. There's nothing like this game. It's a special game. Football. Gives you so many lifelong memories and friendships, and I'm so thankful to still be playing and still be playing at a high level in year 17. And It's a pick-and-save football Friday on 1250 AM. The Fan. Brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios. Thanks for joining us here on a Pick and Save Football Friday. Joining us now, having nothing to do with football, but because I'm a Bucks dork, I want to talk some Bucks. He is Eric Name from The Athletic. Eric, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, the last half hour, I don't know if you saw the tweets that you were tagging in all over the place as people were tweeting. Uh, earlier today on Bart Winkler's show, he was talking uh, about the celebrity uh, boxes of cereal that people can get in the store and how he doesn't know some of the people that are on the cele- on these boxes that are his apparent celebrities and so forth. Uh, and he said he has a uh, Leroy Butler, you know, Super Bowl winning type Wheaties box that doesn't have Leroy in it. It's got Brett, Reggie White, Desmond Howard, Edgar Bennett, and Mark Chimura. I-, I thought that was interesting. I got a box of Peyton Manning O's from back in the day in Indianapolis. So the question was, what's the most unique sports collectible that you own? What would it be for you, Eric? Um, so I did my undergrad in St. Louis, Missouri. So I own a TJ Oshie signed jersey, despite knowing next to nothing about hockey. Um, he's now won a Stanley Cup, I think, with a different team, not the Blues. Um, someone, so I, I have a, a TJ Oshie signed jersey, which I understand isn't random, maybe in the grand scheme of things, but for me as a human, it's random that I own it. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. Everybody's got their own special meaning, uh, you know, why you have different things and why with the meaning that it has to you. Also, another question for you, uh, and we'll get to the Bucks eventually. Uh, I, I said earlier on the big show that we have these experts that come on, right? So Adam McKelvey is our baseball guy. We talk brewers with him, and he's a candy expert. Uh, Ian Harditz is our fantasy football guy from Pro Football Focus on Fridays. He's a candle expert, loves collecting uh, and burning candles and so forth. Eric Name, I don't know, what what are you an expert on? I mean, I know you do the Road Eats thing and have in the past. I know you're a, you you like your beer uh, as well. So if I were to say, okay, outside of the box, what would be that one thing that I could come to you on and you'd be able to point me in the right direction? Like Ellerson, Gary Ellerson's about cigars and bourbon and whiskey. Like he's all over that side of, uh, of things. What about you? Man, I don't know if I have one thing like that. Like I just enjoy many of the same things that other people enjoy, right? Like, I do I have food takes? Sure. But I'm not a food expert. Like, do I have beer takes? Again, yes. But I'm not an expert on those. Like, some of the stuff McKelvey says about candy, I'm like, I, I don't even know those things exist. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I'm, I'm not bad in anything else. I, I have to, like, sharpen up. I got to figure out my niche somewhere and fi- like figure out what I can be an expert in other than attempting to, to 
speak my way through Bucks basketball. Because I'd like to have something, you know, every time you come on, we ask you about whatever the case may be. Like, we had Ian Harditz on today, Fantasy Football. I said, tell me about some of the new Christmas candles on the market that you're doing. And apparently his girl's upset okay. because they're running out of room for all these candles he continues to buy. And it's a thing. So, I, you know, for okay, me. Okay, I'll think about it. Right, and for me, you know, it's it's the Christmas tree obsession that I have. We've got like 12 or 13 Christmas trees in our house. So for me, it's, you know, it'd be Christmas trees. So, you know, everybody's got their thing. Uh, Eric, uh, your thing obviously is Bucks basketball, uh, and you do it very, very well with the athletic. I, I, I said the other night that Heat game, I just felt like they they really wanted that game, uh, obviously because of Milwaukee in the regular season, but also the playoffs and so forth. And if I would have been doing a Heat post game show, knowing what that's like, man, I would have been playing celebration. I would have been throwing a party. We would have been on for two hours saying we're closed. We'll get them this year. You'll wait and see. That would have been me. You know it would have been me. You remember those shows I used to do. So that would have been me. But now on the other side, having a team that's a defending champion that you're a fan of, I watched the game. I watched the end of the game. Watched a couple role players play out of their play out of their mind for the Miami Heat. Giannis didn't have the best of nights. I said, oh, okay, well, they lost a regular season game against Miami. We'll move on. Not a big deal. It's two totally different worlds when your team is the defending champions and you have a ring already. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I was going to say the other night was, you know, I since I've covered the Bucks now for a number of years, you get used to kind of how Bucks Twitter responds to things. So, you know, over the years, you kind of got accustomed to like, hey, you know, the Bucks lose this regular season game. Here are the reasons why Bucks Twitter is going to be mad. This is what they're going to be mad about. These are the things they're going to tell you, uh, you know, that Bud needs to answer for, that Giannis needs to answer for, that Chris Middleton needs to answer for. And for the most part, those things have disappeared this year. Uh, when the Bucks win or lose a game, everyone's just like, ah, whatever, it's fine. Uh, that was the first game where I felt like my Twitter mentions were pretty lively. Yes. Uh, with people like, oh, you know, they got to figure out what they're doing on three-point defense. Uh, Giannis has to be better. Yep. Uh, you know, they got to do all these things. So, to me, that was like the first time where I was like, ooh, Bucks Twitter's back. Like, I, I think n- it's only that- because it's the Heat, and I feel like it's a rival for the fans that people just really don't like that Heat team. I think that's part of it. No, I, I 100% think that is. And it, it honestly started to make me think, like, I think the Heat are probably the Bucks' biggest rivals. Yep. Uh, I know, you know, maybe ESPN would want it to be like the Sixers or, um, you know, uh, the Nets or something like that. And that's all well and good, but I, I think it's the Heat. You know, you play them in back-to-back postseasons. Uh, you know, Heat fans really got excited when they beat the Bucks in the bubble. Uh, and then, obviously, Bucks fans were excited to give it right back to them when they got the sweep last year. I think the Heat are probably the Bucks' biggest rivals. So I think that's why it was kind of like that. That feels like their rivalry, and that feels like the one where people really get excited about. And honestly, this year, the the P.J. Tucker signing for the Heat, I think, turns it up to a different level because when the Bucks lose and you see P.J. Tucker have you know a big role in that win, all of a sudden it's like, uh, he should be on our team. What were we thinking? That's our guy, and now he's on the other guys. I I don't know. It, Bucks Heat is going to be fun, honestly. If I'm mapping out an ideal playoff, uh, you know, path for the Bucks on their way to the finals this year, in my head it's like, okay, can they get the Heat in the first or the second round, and then can they get the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals? Like that to me would be peak entertainment yes. for all of 
all of Bucks Twitter, all yep. of Bucks fans, and and for me as someone covering the team, I think those are are probably like the juiciest storylines if we do end up getting that. But obviously. Um, it's December. We have a long ways to go to the NBA playoffs. Absolutely. So let's talk about it still being only December. The Wes Matthews uh, signing and bringing him in. Uh, DiVincenzo, it appears, starting it a little bit closer, probably still a month or whatever away, whatever long it's going to be. But he looks decent in the videos that I see you guys putting out there, DiVincenzo uh, taking jumpers or whatever. But what did the Wes Matthews signing mean to you? Is it... Uh, we want more of a veteran presence than maybe a Jordan Wara, and this means you know War is definitely not getting back in the rotation now. Is it some other thing? Because you're not signing Wes Matthews to not play Wes Matthews. He's got plugged in right away as soon as they brought him back, uh, and it has some minutes in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. I think Dante is probably closer than a month away. I think he's progressed pretty well from all of that, so I think we're going to see him a little bit sooner than that, but you, you never know what these things, especially with Dante's injury, uh, as everyone around the team kind of reminds me. Uh, this is an injury that they haven't really seen before. Um, it's not a torn ACL. It's not an Achilles. It's not a meniscus. It's it's this ligament in a foot that is just different. So we'll see on that. But uh, I think with Wesley Matthews, he said it himself. He was thinking, hey, I'm probably someone teams are going to want to sign around January. Um, you know, maybe right around the deadline, maybe as 10 days start to happen, that'll be when, when someone comes to get me. And obviously the Bucks did that earlier. And, and when you start to think through kind of why that is, I think so much of what the Bucks have done is really just about managing their guys. You know, when the DeMarcus Cousins happened, the DeMarcus Cousins signing happened, that was Bobby and Giannis are playing way too much at the center. They're playing all the minutes of the bigs. we got to protect their legs so that they're right uh, when playoff time comes around. I think when you're looking at this Bucks team, it's about protecting some of those guys. I, George Hill has been someone that I think they really want to have right for the postseason, and he's playing a lot. And obviously we've seen him miss a couple games now, uh, three straight for him. Uh, I think they're worried about managing him. I think even a guy like Pat Connaughton um, – He's playing more minutes than he's ever played before. He's playing in bigger roles, and, and I mean that in two ways. Like the the situations that they're putting him in are bigger, but then also the players that he's covering are bigger. He's kind of playing four sometimes. He, he's doing a lot of stuff out there. I think so much of what the Bucks are doing right now by filling out the bottom of that roster is, all right, let's make sure all the guys we really want, you know, that top seven, top eight, maybe a top nine, are all right in the playoffs. And I think that's a big part of why you see them sign Wesley Matthews here in December as opposed to January is managing all those guys and then hopefully getting Wesley reacclimated and comfortable again in a really serious role for this Bucks team. Because if you're looking at the bottom of that eight or nine-man rotation, that's that's the spot for him. He's not going to be the starter that he was when he was here last time. He's not going to be the first guy off the bench like he was uh, you know, as that playoff series rolled on in the 1920 series, like he's going to be a little bit lower down and you just want to get him ready and get him used to everything. Because as he said, when he came in, things are different than what they used to do. Offensively and defensively, they're doing different things. He's got some stuff to learn. Talk with Eric Name of The Athletic. I got one more for you. Uh, and that is uh, Zach Lowe of ESPN. 
uh, put a, a, a thing out there today saying, you know, when this whole thing with Indiana shook out with Sham Sharania initially reporting that they may be getting ready to kind of uh, rebuild this thing or trade away some pieces like a Miles Turner or a Sabonis, uh, Bucks fans got all up in arms at the thought of possibly uh, trading a Brooke Lopez. Uh, and as Lowe points out, like they like Bucks fans should just chill out a little bit and realize that a Brooke Lopez is coming off of uh, or is going to be coming off of back surgery and the whole deal. And Miles Turner can block shots just as good as Brooke Lopez and can shoot the three as well. Uh, how crazy is it for you to think uh, that maybe the Bucks look to do something to get a Miles Turner? Now the question just is, and as Lowe points out, he doesn't know if the Bucks have enough to get that done. Uh, but as far as the thought of it, would that make sense? Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting. Um, I, I obviously heard that part on the low post, and I've been kind of contemplating if I want to write about this. But where my head goes is uh, I think if your main point is, hey, one dude's got a back problem and the other one doesn't, okay, that that's a great point. Because no one knows how Brooke Lopez is going to respond. Including to, Brooke. You know, right. Uh, how a back injury is going to affect a seven-feet-tall 280-pound man. I think we've seen it go poorly for big men with back problems. So if that was the entirety of Zach's point, I think he's dead on, right? You have no idea what's going to happen there. So go with a healthier, younger, sure thing in Miles Turner. Okay. But I think where he kind of loses the road a little bit is, you know, if your point is that Brooke Lopez shot threes, in blocked shots, and that's all you need from a Brooke Lopez replacement, I don't think you really understand what happened last year in the postseason. Because what you saw from Brooke was he is the nerve center of the Bucks defense. It's not just that he can block shots. It's that he communicates everything. He tells everyone where they need to be. He's able to do all those things, and he frees up Giannis to just be a freak, never have to worry about rebounds, anything like that. Rebounding is a big part of it. And then on top of that, I think if you look at the way that Brooke Lopez was used last year in the postseason, you're going to see that it was entirely different than what he was when he first got to Milwaukee. When he first got to Milwaukee, it was about bombing away from the three-point line. That was the big thing. Five out, we need the space for Giannis. This is how it goes. Last year, it was crash the offensive rebounds as hard as you can with P.J. Tucker. And then if we need a bucket, you're going to be one of the people that we go to. And we're just going to use your size. People are going to try to play small because this is the modern NBA in 2020 and 2021. They're going to try to go small, and we're going to use you to pulverize them into submission. And Miles Turner has never shown that ability. He does not want to be in the block. He wants to shoot threes. And I just think there's a lot of nuance that you are missing if you're saying to replace Brooke Lopez, we need a big man that can shoot threes and block shots because you're missing a ton of the stuff that made him really special in that championship run last season. It'll be interesting to see. I I don't think they do it either. I I think they rolled Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke is a bud favorite. I think that's been well-established as well. I think he's a favorite in that locker room from a chemistry standpoint too. I think that would be a tough deal to move on from Brooke Lopez, uh, regardless of who it's for at this point. Eric Nave, thank you so much. Follow him on Twitter as well. It covers the Bucks for The Athletic, and he's going to find an expertise that he's good in and get back to us the next time of what it is. Eric, thank you so much.
I, I guess I got to work on myself as a human being. I, gotta figure <laughs> out what uh, I got I got a lot to work on. I see you. There he is, Eric Dave on the Great Midwest Bank huh? Hotline. I'm applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. And uh, our guy, Rami Makloff, uh, in the house as he gets ready for his show uh, coming up next. And you have got yourself a loaded show Dan, today. Dan, I don't know if you heard it. Dan I heard what he said. said. I heard, what, I heard oh, okay. what he said. Right. Yeah, I'm capable of heard, doing my job. I heard you going to me. I thought maybe yes. you missed nope. it. Just go ahead. All right. Go ahead what? What's on the show today? That's what I just said. Oh, I'm sorry. See, you uh, weren't paying attention. This is a man that cannot do two you. things at once. I interrupted you, and yes. so I didn't hear you, and I'm sorry And about I interrupted that. both of you, so I'm sorry. Stacey Dale's NFL Network. She'll be here at 315. Ryan Horvat, he had a thing come up. He had to cancel on us. He won't be here at 345. But we got Michael Irvin at 4 o'clock on the Rami Show. I am so looking forward to that. Ryan Wood, our Green Bay Football Insider, will be here at 445. And obviously, I want your recipe for a win, recipe for a loss this Sunday. And Sparky, is this is this a, um, a roll-out-the-helmets game on Sunday? Yeah, I think I said, what did I say, Plucker? 45 to 10? 45, 45 to 10? I, Damn, I, dude. I think that's what I said. Good Lord. Yeah. That's not even. That's don't even bring Ra- your helmets. Ryan that's Wood, not roll out the helmets. I think Ryan Wood said thirty four to six Ooh. or thirty four to sixteen. I think it might be a blowout, but something. Damn, I, you guys I, are going far with it. I, I think that's Good the, Lord. that's what it is. But now at the same point, uh, we had on our guy Ken Barkley from You Better or You Bet earlier today, and the spread I think is like thirteen and a half, fourteen something like that. He thinks Chicago covers, but. And this is the point what, that David Hall. What did Hall, you say the spread was? Say 13 and a half, 14 okay. points, which is huge, obviously, for the NFL. Um, but having said all of that, I brought this up to David Haw because uh, Ken Barkley uh, said that if Andy Dalton was playing, he'd feel more comfortable uh, and that it's more of a controlled variable with Andy Dalton and with Justin Fields because he's a rookie, inexperienced, so forth. Uh, maybe not as comfortable, but he still thinks uh, you know, he likes Chicago to cover that huge spread at this point. Are you thinking they're going to cover 13 and a half, 14 points, be within two touchdowns at the end? No. We asked this so. question earlier. What would have to happen for the Packers to lose to the Bears Sunday night? Well, that's that's kind of where I'm going with recipe for a win, recipe for a loss. So if I give you that, I'm giving up oh, what I'm going to talk well, about on my show. I, I said Rodgers has to be hurt. That's it. Rodgers has to go out and be done. And that, that, that that's the only way. Other than that, the Packers aren't losing this game. I'll tell you one thing that'll screw up everything and provide all kinds of extra drama for all sports talk radio around Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Let Rodgers go out hurt with whatever it is in the first quarter and let Kurt Bankard come in and throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns and watch Packer fans completely jump off of the Jordan Love, whatever they're on right now, and say, Kurt Bankard's our guy. We can trade Jordan Love. No, Let's go with Kurt Bankard going that, forward. I don't think Packers fans will go that far with it. If he throws for 303. After what Jordan Love looked like against Kansas City was one of the worst defenses in football, I, I think it would. Uh, this segment brought to you by Jim Danny, South 27th Street and Oak Creek. Cheer on the green and gold this Sunday against Chicago while enjoying free food at halftime, free touchdown shots, and enjoy their award-winning Friday fish fry tonight. Follow them on Facebook. Another and thing. I was there for fish fry last week. I had uh, uh, perch. Uh, Kay had cod. And uh, our boss was with us, and he had walleye. Mm. Very good. Mm. And we had a gigantic piece of carrot cake for dessert. Oh, oh love carrot cake. Charlie. And love those, carrot cake. Charlie and those guys at Jim Danny's, man. That food. And they redid the inside. I keep saying they redid the inside. If you had been to Jim Danny's prior uh, with old ownership, there, the like 
table room restaurant portion was all bright yellow, if you remember, with like yellow carpeting or whatever Vaguely it was. I remember it. So, well, that's all gone. He redid the entire inside. He put a huge, yeah. he's got a big deck on the back of it now. Nice. Oh, man. It's all decorated for Christmas on the inside with garland and Christmas Does he have lights. 12 Christmas trees, 13. Really, what does he got going? One, two, three, four. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he's only got one. You wanted a picture of uh, those trees that I told you I had? Yeah. I, here, let me just show you. I was going to send it to you, and I forgot. You can just tweet it out. Everybody can see it then. I mean, it's not impressive. It's not anything to tweet out. You see those two? I thought this was like the eight-foot one. You see those? No, no, no. I was asking you if these count oh, as the trees. Tree. No. Yeah, these are little no, trees that I have no. on my windowsill. No. No, those don't count? Definitely not. Those don't count? How about no. this one here? That's that's no. like the two-and-a-half, three-foot one I have on top I guess. of my fridge. That's not three feet, I don't think. It's two-and-a-half, maybe. M- maybe two. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Sure. See the food ornaments? Right. I mean, my smallest, I only have one that's three feet. That's the gnome one we just got for like 20 bucks at Walmart. But outside of that. I'll show you the eight-foot one. I I don't, the eight-foot one is the one I've always wanted, like a 12-foot tree or a 10-foot tree or something like that. There she is. I've never had the ceiling height to be able to pull that off. That's eight feet? Yeah. That doesn't look like eight feet. Yeah, it is. You must have tall ceilings. I do have tall ceilings. Then why don't you go bigger? I think my ceilings are like 10 feet. Oh yeah, you got to get a bigger one. No, you got to go nine no, foot. No, you know at what least. I do? No, I'm good. I'm all yes, set, man. Yeah, have eight on one corner, nine on the other. Get a couple seven footers behind you. You have all four right there in the living room. I'm good, dude. Beautiful. I'm all right. It'll make you happier. I'm happy. Mm. I leave them on, and when I come home from work, the apartment is lit. Oh no, I don't do that. My dog is all snuggly no, and no, cute, no, no. and no. the Christmas lights. No, I don't do that. I have the fireplace going on the TV. Wait, say that again? I have the fireplace going on the TV. Y'all think I got issues. What do you mean? Right. The fireplace going on the TV? Yeah. I watch TV. I watch shows on TV. What do you mean the fireplace? My second TV is now a fireplace. There's a YouTube video that's a ten, that's just a 10-hour video on a loop of, of a fireplace. You got the old Yule log going in the Macloff house. Keep me warm. Toodles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.